Welcome to the SIFT Podcast, your number one podcast for business, finance, and psychology, where great entrepreneurs come to learn and grow. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 31 of the SIFT Podcast. And as I promised today, we're going to talk about the housing market. We're going to talk about finance. And uh, before getting on to our podcast, I would like to you know, first and foremost, mention that uh, SIFT as a whole, the SIFT podcast, the SIFT TV, the SIFT group, and everything that's under the brand name SIFT is turning one year old today. Now, I did mention that on uh, on social media, on WhatsApp. I did mention that, you know, something great in my life turns one year old. And the birth of SIFT, I would like, you know, to thank one person who really got me into the conversation and, you know, into the idea of starting my own thing and doing my own thing rather than because initially what I was doing is I was doing, uh, I was uh, trading, I was, uh, I was doing currency trading, but on a personal level and also, so, you know, doing a bit of mentorship here and there and someone that you know, really inspired me or really got me into the idea of starting my own thing and, you know, helping other people as well, bringing other people in my journey as well, was none other than Ben Dungu from Finland. Now, on this day, exactly on this day last year, and that is 2019, I was in Finland and I remember uh, it was quite cold for me because now, you know, Scandinavia can, you know, get quite uh, cold. And I remember that time I was really freezing and Ben offered, you know, to take me for a sauna and we were in a, we were in a sauna. And then, you know, we started having this conversation on business and all that. And he, he got me into the idea of starting my own thing and has always been supportive ever since. And I really, really appreciate Ben. Thank you from Finland. Uh, now to get back to today's podcast episode where we're going to talk about the housing market and how it crashed uh in 2006 2007 2008 and its relation to the bitcoin bubble that crashed recently i think around 2017 2018 and one of the things now for those who have studied economics or finance might be aware of uh what i'm going to talk about but for those who are not aware now there's something i'm going to you know primarily focus on and that is on psychology psychology when it comes to trading when it comes to investment when it comes to business and how that deeply affects how you trade, how you invest, and how you run a business, and why it's important to, you know, invest a lot of effort into your psychology, in the way you think, in the way you view investments, in the way you, you know, make your decisions, because it plays a major role, most especially also in trading. You might have the fundamentals and the technicals in place. You might be a master of, you know, technical trading or fundamental trading. But then at the same time, if your psychology is not on point or is not on check, you might end up, you know, losing on really, really good trades. Now, when it comes to the housing market, we go back uh, back into the late 90s when we had the dot-com bubble when you know the tech industry pretty much busted and you know tech companies were losing up on their stock value and then you know the country the usa started going into a recession and you know we define a recession as and now this from an economic econo economic perspective we, we define as re recession as when uh the gdp of the country the growth 
of the GDP of a country goes into negative for two consecutive quarters. Now that indicates that the, the economy is going into a recession and that's what the USA was facing right around 2000, 2001. And in order now to boom the economy now to count now to counter attack the recession that was going on in the economy, the feds had to put their interest rate as low as possible and they they were having it at roughly one percent now what happened is was most of the mortgage banks or the, most of the banks offering mortgage loans what they did was they had a model called buy and hold where they will give mortgage loans to uh, investors or house owners or people who were, were interested in buying houses through mortgage and their credit were also correct or, or did meet the requirements that were required when, when it came to taking up a mortgage loan. And the banks will give them the loan and the banks will, you know, hold hold the house or the mortgage as a, as a collateral as well. Now the bank, the banks instead now changed their model in which they were giving out mortgages. Now they changed from you know the buy and hold to now this to, to now a new model called the distribute, not the original originates to distribute. Where now the risk that are the risk that were attached to the mortgages were distributed among other investors. Now. Uh, since interest rates were really low, a lot of a lot of hype was going on around, you know, house ownership because it be it became quite easy. You know, when interest rates are low, it means it's be it becomes inexpensive to pay back your loan, and you know, it spurs up people to spend more, and that's one of the reasons why Feds, you know, put the interest rates, interest rates as, low, as low as possible to encourage uh to encourage lending and consumer spending. It's part of how the how how the economy works. And now the problem came with uh, the credit ratings that some of the borrowers or some of the of some of the borrowers were given because you know we had people who primarily could not afford to you know could not afford to take up certain loans because you know the financials were not on point. But since now uh, the Feds and you know the banks. The mortgage banks weren't really keen on analyzing the financial level of certain people. You know, they end up they end up giving up something called subprime mortgages. Now, subprime mortgages is primarily when you know, as I've explained before, when you're not normally in a normal uh, economical circumstance, you're not in the financial position to take up a mortgage loan, and now, you know, the banks or the mortgage banks come up with a way that you. As a person who are not able in normal circumstances to take up a mortgage loan because your finances are not on check, now you're able to take up loans. Now, the mortgage banks were not really keen on the criteria in which they were giving out these uh, subprime mortgages. And people, since at that time, people are into, you know, there's a lot of hype in, you know, flipping houses, buying and selling as prices of houses were really going up. At that time, you know, demand demand was high, supply was limited, in 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 a spot market that would lead to price incremental incremental of price over time, and you know we had people who were who were not who were picking up these subprime mortgages and were taking more than even one, two, three uh, mortgages. Because at, at that time people were really making good money within a few weeks, prices were really shooting up. 
Now, the thing you have to understand is when it comes to uh, such mortgages, usually you, ha you, you have a fixed rate of interest rate at the beginning of your mortgage. And then after a while, you shift into a form of floating rate. Now, what happened is that uh, the interest rates in the U.S., since they were set at uh, at a new low, and that was like at, at around 1%, the interest rates started moving up. Now, when the interest rates started moving up, you know, now the mortgages start to become expensive. Now, the interest rates moved like they spiked really high, and now a lot of people who had taken up these subprime mortgages were unable to pay to start to pay back their um, mortgages and what happened was is you know people started trying to sell the houses as quickly as possible because now since interests are going up demand is going down supply is going up obviously price is going down so houses were losing in value interests were going up people are unable to sell off their properties leading to foreclosures you know Guys were now really getting into debt. Now they had something called a negative equity, whereby their mortgage, their mortgage debt was more than the value of their homes that they own. And then, uh, primarily, what happened was that now a lot of people ended up, you know, defaulting their loans and, you know, buy like finding like a quick fix to sell, to sell their homes. You know, trying to recoup as much money as possible. Now they said, you know, people going to debt. The the banks that you know were giving out these loans, the more the mortgage banks also going into debt because now the people were not able to pay back these loans, and also the investors who were involved also going into debt. Now, the one thing that I want you guys to understand is the is the greed. Now, now the psychological side of it, and now that's the greed of you know everyone wanting a quick fix because you know there's there's a form of you know trend that was going on in the housing market now everyone getting involved without really educating themselves on you know how the economy works how investing how real estate works and all that and yes there are investors that saw this uh that saw this mania or this bubble uh coming up now the relation of this to uh the bitcoin bubble was when bitcoin came around i think bitcoin came around around, around 2009 not many people knew about it 2012 it was starting to gain a bit more traction uh 2017 now was when the hype started on bitcoin i think at the start of uh, 2017 right, right around uh the first quarter of the year i think bitcoin bitcoin was around a thousand dollars at that time and speculation speculations were that at the end of the year it will reach around four thousand dollars in valuation but now ended up surpassing that in 2000 and uh at the, at the fourth quarter of 2017 now since you know it was booming at over i don't know like over a thousand percent roi a lot of people now got interested because now, there are a lot of people there are a lot of people making money off uh, bitcoin at that time now a lot of people wanted to get involved and as we know bitcoin has a limited supply if i'm not wrong of around 21 million and at that time we had exploited around i think around 16 million of them were already mined now we had a lot of people now getting involved people a lot of people who had no idea how this works and you know never really understood that bitcoin at that time as a cryptocurrency was purely based on specula speculation demand and supply and basically on what other people thought on thought of the valuation of uh the cryptocurrency and their behavior 
on the behavior on the financial market it's also similar when it comes to the normal currency market you know psychology greed hope and such things this these are what moves the market and this is what differentiates you know those who come out profitable at the end of the day and those who come up at a loss at the end of the day now we have a lot of people you know getting into this bitcoin bitcoin thing and a lot of advertisements running on youtube on instagram on all social media platforms you know most news medias were big on it and the valuation of the cryptocurrency of bitcoin now as a cryptocurrency boomed up to around nineteen thousand dollars and that's when now the bubble busted and now the relation between the two now when we're talking about the bitcoin bubble bust and when we're talking about uh the house housing market crash in the u.s was purely based on psychology and that's why I usually talk about and I usually mention a lot you can study as much as you want when it comes to trading when it comes to investing but if you don't have your psychology on point there's no way you're heading to because now you'll be driven by you know crowd movement and you know panic greed a lot of hope a lot of and it tends to lead to gambling at some sense because now you default what you've learned before and you know move with your emotion now when you're doing something with your emotions you get you tend to get caught up in that and that's one of the one of the reasons why we talk about psychology a lot i talk a lot about that also in my book the currency trading masterclass make sure to check that out on amazon uh both as ebook and paperback i will recommend you to buy the paperback version so that you can make you know there's enough space in the book so that you can make you know like short notes and read it uh read it anywhere at any time also my contact information is there you can always reach out to me send me an email at augustine at siftgroup.net and guys uh basically this episode uh 31 now episode 32 we'll be looking into something different i want to talk a bit about about psychology because you know the sift podcast talks about finance business and psychology and i was thinking we're lacking a bit behind when it comes to psychology i've been talking a lot about business and uh finance but i wanted to show you the relationship between psychology business and finance and why the sift podcast talks about uh all of them now in the next uh, podcast uh, podcast episode it will be it will come out uh in the following week now exams are also closing in on my side it might reach a point where i might go i might be slacking a, a little bit when it comes to the podcast but i'll have you guys informed if anything comes up and all that now if you have any questions make sure to reach out make sure to follow us on social media kiama underscore junior on instagram sift group x also on instagram and on twitter make sure to follow us on our facebook page sift uh sift group x on facebook right now we're currently at around 265 following on our facebook page and we would like you know you guys to get on board and tell us the kind of content when it comes to when it comes to finance business and uh, psychology and also not leaving marketing out because sift group x is primarily primarily a marketing marketing house when it comes to that make send us a question tell us what you want to listen from us and also if you're not subscribed to our newsletter Make sure to subscribe on our website and then we, you will be informed when something comes up. Now, there's a newsletter that, that will come up uh, today in the evening. So, this that's one thing to check on. And uh, last but not least, I would like to thank you guys for the engagement you guys have given us. Make sure make sure to leave us a review that is, that is really, really important to us so that, you know, other people can be able to find us and listen to us. Make sure to share this also on your social platforms. Give us, you know, when you post that also tag us so that we can see 
and also follow up now we'll be doing uh, we'll be doing a few giveaways in in around march i'll be doing a few giveaways so that's one thing to check on now if you've been following us for quite some time and you've been engaging with us you stand a really big chance of you know getting uh free stuff from us now valuable stuff i'm talking about you get a copy of our books uh part of our merchandise and all that and also get a chance to talk with us and you know when it comes when you if you're an entrepreneur and you you need someone to assist you in your marketing now you get the chance to uh talk with me have a little bit of consultation have me look into your business and talk further so guys this was nice talking to you guys see you on the next podcast episode see you guys Make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast and also share it on your social platforms. Remember, guys, it's process over outcome.